Are you struggling with sin in your life right now, sister? Or have you ever? You probably have. If you've been a Christian for, I think, any point in time, a few weeks, a few months, a few years, we all struggle with sin because, yes, we are saved through God's grace, through the blood of Jesus. Praise be to God that that is why we have a relationship with God. He has forgiven you. He has forgiven me. Uh, you are cleansed. I mean, it is amazing. God's grace is ever abounding in us. But we are still humans and we struggle with sin. We do. And if we struggle with it, that means we're fighting it, right? We're fighting through it. We're working through it. We're praying through it. We're confessing. We're talking to each other. Hopefully you have a close, tight-knit community, that a mentor that you can talk to and just get it out and get clear and just get back to life again and and joy and not ever letting that sin overtake you but maybe you're in a moment or you know someone who's maybe in that time or season where sin is a real struggle so this episode is for you or for that person that maybe you know and you want to share this episode please do share it with that sister that you know will appreciate it sister in this episode i get vulnerable i get real i share my story with you like about sin in my life this is a real real conversation you and me just you and me having a talk over coffee so get ready sister because it's gonna get real but also super encouraging because the scriptures I share also are, yes, cutting to the heart because it does um, talk about sin and, and how it can affect us. But it's also encouraging because it really, there is hope. There's hope always in Christ and you are free from that burden. Your number one enemy is the devil and he is a liar. Your enemy is never God. He is always your friend and he loves you no matter what. I want you to start by reassuring that right now to you sister if you feel heavily burdened right now there is always a way all right sister are you ready let's get to it are you so busy and overwhelmed that you can't get enough time to connect with god are distractions robbing you of your time with jesus is your motivation to spend time in the word just not what it used to be do you want to be more consistent in your personal bible study welcome home sister I'm Rosie, a mom, wife, teacher, and devoted disciple of Jesus. And like you, I struggled to stay consistent with my Bible study. When life got busy, I felt so overwhelmed that spending time in God's Word was no longer a priority. In my hardest seasons of life, my motivation to be in the Bible grew weak. I lost my convictions and walked away from God. But by His grace, my faith was restored and with the conviction to never take God's Word for granted again. If you're tired of letting the enemy steal away your time, energy, focus, and motivation, then sister, this podcast is for you. So go reheat your coffee, dust off your journal and Bible, and get ready to take back your time. All right, sister, let me ask you a question. How's your relationship with God right now? Honestly, how is your walk with God? Is it where you want it to be? Yes? No? Not sure? Okay, if you answered not sure or no, I want you to pay really close attention. Okay, this is going to be quick. We're going to get started with the episode real soon, but I want to tell you something. I want to bring you some exciting, exciting news because are you ready for this? I know I've been teasing you for a while now, like, hey, I have an announcement to make. I have an announcement to make. And then you're, and then you're like, what is it? <laughs> I did give you a hint not too long ago about it having to do with coaching. And yes, 
officially i am officially doing some coaching okay a connection coaching specifically to help you create an powerful Bible study routine and effective power Bible study routine that works just for you so that you can connect deeply with God. So officially it is here. You can go to my website, theintentionalchristianwoman.com and get all the details and sign up to have a call with me. It takes only 60 minutes to do my sister and it is going to be life-changing. I gave you the resources you need. In fact, before the call, I have something, I have a little homework assignment for you to do that's very important so that we can actually get this to work. And just that 60 minutes can be so, will be, not can be, will be life-changing, okay? That's my special announcement. And along with that, I want to do this. I want to tell you as a bonus, I'm going to do a, a workshop, okay? This workshop is going to take place on August 1st, okay? So Tuesday, August 1st at 12 noon Eastern time. And this is going to take place in my community. It's called the Intentional Christian Woman and it's on Facebook. And you can actually go directly there by going to bit.ly slash let's be intentional or just click on the link below. You can, uh, you can do that or you can just look me up on Facebook. All right. So my sister, I have to tell you something. This is, this is going to be awesome. In that workshop, it's only going to be 45 minutes, okay? In that workshop, I'm going to take you step by step, okay, how you can get deeply connected with God. There are four simple steps, and I'm going to walk you through them, okay? And you're going to come away like, oh my goodness, like I had no idea this could be this simple, okay? It really is not that difficult. It's not. I want to encourage you, sister. You know, the enemy wants to make you think that you don't have time because I know the feeling of overwhelm. I know that feeling of, oh my gosh, I'm so busy. How am I going to have time to connect with God every day? How is this possible? Sister, it's possible. Okay. I'm telling you right now, it is so possible. And I have hope for you. It's going to be amazing. I, I'm so excited. And I, I really want to help you in my heart of hearts. This is why I, I do, I'm doing this podcast. This is why I'm here showing up for you every Monday and sometimes with some bonus episodes. Sister, I, I, you really are in my heart. I pray for you. And I want you to have the most amazing relationship with God. I want your faith to grow. I don't want you to ever, ever lose your faith. Okay, in this podcast, you're going to hear it. You're going to hear, you're going to hear it. You're going to hear my story about what happened when I lost my faith. And I'm, I don't want that to happen to you. And it is a process and it is something that happens over time, but it starts with us, you know, allowing our overwhelm to overtake us and not prioritizing having our connection with God. Okay, sisters. So this is my good news. Let's get excited. I'm so, so happy to be able to bring this to you. Remember to join the group before August 1st. Okay. Okay. Let's get to the episode. So I'm going to start by telling you a little part of my personal story of when I started falling into sin and just living that kind of life away from the scriptures, away from God, and most of the time away from prayer, and how I separated myself, my sin separated me from God. So this is part of my story. It's just a short part of it. Uh, in one of the first few episodes in this podcast. Actually, I kind of say a little bit of my story throughout the uh, podcast, but specifically on episode number two, you will be able to hear my restoration story. And so in there, you'll hear more details, maybe some more juicy than others. 
maybe you'll get you'll get to get a little more deep into my story in there. So go to episode two all the way in the start of the podcast when I first started this podcast under a completely different name. And you'll see um, it sounds kind of different. I was just getting started on my podcast. So the sound quality isn't awesome, but it is I, I get vulnerable and real in that in that episode. So please feel free to listen to that episode for the full story. But I will start from when I started falling into sin. So just a little bit of backstory. I was uh, on my way pretty much to um, getting, uh, well, let's just go back for a second before I get into the marriage part. So I was baptized as a freshman in college, and I'll go through this kind of quickly because it's in my episode too, but a freshman in college and I became a Christian. I was baptized into Christ. I made Jesus Lord. Like I totally made God number one in my life. And that was a conscious decision that I made. And it was amazing. Best, best decision of my life. Um, I have been reading the Bible since every day pretty much i have had mentors in my life since that moment consistently i have tried to do everything you know the right way i mean i married uh, a man of god i did all of that you could expect from a christian woman if you do things according to the bible pretty much not perfectly but pretty much i i did you know um and uh I, everything seemed to be good. <laughs> I mean, I married my best friend. He was and still is a wonderful person, my first husband, and you'll hear a little bit more about that in the episode two. But long story, a little bit shorter, uh, basically things started kind of going a different way when he started losing his faith. And he went through a lot also in his life too, but he started losing faith. And then not long after that, I started losing faith. And so where did, what happened? Well, specifically for me, you know, all that time I had been reading my Bible every day. I'd been praying. I've been going to church every Sunday. I've been very involved. I had been very involved in my, in my church and my church community groups and my, um, with my friends and mentorship relationships. I mean, it it was good. Even in our marriage, we had people in our lives. Like it, we weren't like fighting all the time or anything like that. Not at all. Like this was totally something that I didn't expect that would happen, but it did. So going down to me personally, going a zoom, zooming into me personally, what I did was that I stopped because I was so disappointed and hurt and because my husband at the time was leaving God and it was I was I didn't want to leave God I didn't want to leave the church I didn't want to do any of that stuff so I was I kept going to church I had just been a newborn I mean I had just a newborn that same year uh, I had a, a brand new a uh, baby boy. He's my second born. So now I had a four-year-old, a newborn, and here I was trying to keep going to church and he wasn't. And so here I was pretty much um, for about eight, a period of eight months, uh, married to an unbeliever and a great person. I'm not going to discount that wonderful person, but an unbeliever at that point. Uh, and he consciously left his faith. Okay. Uh, so that was really difficult. Now, not only that, put it in, let's talk about overwhelm for a second, because it was the busiest time. Not just was I a newborn mom, but I was just changing careers. I was going from social work to teaching. I went from, uh, you know, because social work was busy work, but teaching, especially as a new teacher, is a lot more work. You're learning everything. And 
let me tell you, sister, I had to learn everything on my own. And then, of course, I had wonderful colleagues that helped me along the way. But I had to like jump in and <laughs> learn everything almost on my own when I first came in. So it was difficult. Not only that, add to that me uh, having some college courses, like I mean, some master's not it was a prep class for a master's course and something else that I was going to study. And these were science based classes that I was taking. So right after I gave birth, I registered for yet another class, a science based class. And I thought, oh, I'll be fine. I did great in the last one. When I gave birth, I went back and I got an A minus, you know, this should be easy. Ha ha ha. I barely made a C minus. Okay, that was crazy. So all of this stuff happening in that same few months of the transition. I mean, talk about overwhelm, talk about sadness in my heart, because my husband at the time was like no longer in a relationship with God, consciously left the church, God, and I had to drive for 40 minutes at that time, because that's how far it was at that time, down to church every Sunday with a newborn and a four-year-old boy. And they were great kids, but my newborn, he was very needy, okay? Now, I had other people around me that were great. They always offered help, but I was the one that was separating myself from them. I would not be completely open with my life. Of course, they knew my husband and they tried to reach out and the the, the men really tried to reach out, especially to him. And, and he, he just wasn't having it. For me, uh, instead of getting help, and again, this isn't just about being in your Bible and praying, right? Because you got to have your community, sister, so important. I just I just started kind of like separating, separating myself from my community. So that's that's kind of like what happens when I was listening to Satan's lies. Like, this is too hard for you. Just stop. Like, you can't handle all this by yourself. You can't handle two kids. Like, being a single mom practically as far as the weekends, weekend single mom, right? As far as going to church. I wasn't a single mom, but I felt like it on Sunday. Um it was really, really hard. And so long story short, um, I ended up just slowly stopping to read my Bible. I used to have it every day, my quiet time, my devotionals. I stopped slowly. I stopped praying slowly. Prayers was the last thing that left. Uh, and then, and then I just stopped completely and I stopped going to church. I stopped communicating with everybody. And so, uh, going back to now, I'm two years later. So we're both, generally doing fine in our marriage for the most part um but then just to be you know completely like i don't want to get into all the details because i want to protect my uh, his privacy and things like that but just long story short um things did not work out and uh basically there we got divorced and it really wasn't my um what i wanted but I certainly didn't fight for it, I will say. I take I take responsibility as well. So that happened. And so I just wow, like it was it was a tough time. It was a tough time. Um because I didn't have God and I I disconnected myself from other people. Of course I had God, but I didn't seek God, right? Because we all have God and God God wants you, wants to seek. He's always seeking you. He always wants you back, my sister. So if you're in that place right now of, of like, oh man, I'm disconnected from God. Like I haven't been to church or I haven't really, you know, prayed or read the Bible. Um, maybe you completely didn't have not be stopped believing in God. Hopefully not because I didn't stop believing in God even all that time. But I did not have him as Lord of my life. And, I, you know, I just, I just did not live as a Christian at all, as a disciple of Jesus. And so if that's you, my sister, I know what you're going through, okay? And maybe your circumstances are different, but I know that it it's hard. It is hard. If you're married to an unbeliever, 
You are my hero if you're still married to an unbeliever and are faithful and strong. You are my hero in the faith, my sister, because that's hard. I'm telling you. So all of these things just show a pattern, okay? This is the pattern of the sin in my life, okay? So here we are, right? I, I start disconnecting from people. I start disconnecting from the word and I start disconnecting from prayer. Pretty much those were the steps that were happening, okay? And that's kind of like what happens. That That's that's what I see in other people that I love so much that have also left the church, um, maybe have not sp stopped believing in God, but definitely do not seek God and certainly do not maybe consider themselves like true Christians. I didn't consider myself a true Christian. I totally did not because I consciously did not make that effort. And I knew, I knew, I knew that I wasn't. I knew it, but I made that choice. So sister, uh, I don't know if this is you or if someone shared this episode with you, if you're in this place right now, but I completely understand you. Listen, you and I, you, I have, I was, and you may be right now, or were, maybe this was your story too, under this sort of trans, like a trans, I don't know what to call it. Like, it's like this lie that you're in, this bubble of a lie that Satan puts you into where you are believing these lies again and again and again about yourself, about your identity, who you are in Christ, about your about how much God loves you, about how much he cares for you. Maybe you're even undergoing some mental health issues or emotional issues from the past that are hard to let go. That's all a part of it. Like Satan lies to you so badly. I remember I had to go and get help. I had to get some, some therapy. And then I was part of a healing group for healing for damaged emotions group, which I've spoken about that book before. It's an amazing book, Healing for Damaged Emotions. Uh, I can't remember the first names, but the last name is Siemens, the, the last name of the author. And it's just such a good book. And I had a group to go to go through it with. But all of that was a process for me to heal everything that I went through. And long story short, good news is that, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, I love, I love, I love my ex-husband very dearly. He's a good friend. He's a wonderful human being. One of the most wonderful human beings I know ever. Seriously, he and my husband are great friends. I am good friends with him and I love his wife also. I know this is weird. Like, uh, huh? Everybody always says that. Like, really you guys aren't fighting you guys are no that's not how it is because there has been forgiveness there has been healing and sister i'm telling you right now you need that in your life i mean i know we're not talking about healing in this episode but that is a part of it sin damages us sin damage maybe sin damaged you in your childhood maybe someone else's sin damaged you and then caused you to, you know, kind of live this sort of life. And then now you're living a life of sin. There's so much that could have happened in your life right now. I'm just having a conversation with you heart to heart right now, because I know that that is what sin can do. And so understand that the enemy is not God ever. The enemy is the devil and he is a liar. He is a liar. Ask yourself, if you are in this place right now, what lies are you believing right now? What lies are you believing right now? Okay. All right. This was a long... <laughs> I didn't expect to talk a lot about this because my story is in episode two, but I had to share my heart with you, sister, because this is what happens when we, a lot, oftentimes when we fall in, into sin. And so what happens, I want to share three verses with you and I'll go through this a little bit faster, I promise, because I know this is taking a little bit longer than I thought. <laughs> All right. So I want to share a few Bible verses with you that really talks about sin and how to, it's, it's more like a warning, but also an encouragement. Okay. So remember, this is not 
in any way an episode to condemn you or to make you feel bad. That is not ever my intention. The Bible does sometimes cut us to the heart and it's supposed to because it cuts the sin out. You know, it's like it cuts it out. It's like, oh, get it out, get it out. Surgery, get it out, get it out. <laughs> All right. James chapter one, verse 14 to 15 says, but each person is tempted when he or she is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then sin, then sins sorry, then desire when it has conceived gives birth to sin and sin when it is fully grown brings death. All right, temptation, that's where it starts. Ladies, I have a few episodes on temptation in this podcast. You might want to check them out. They're really, really good. If you want to learn more about how to avoid temptation, understanding how do you view temptation as well. And they are found in episodes 94 for how do you view temptation? And that's actually my most popular and most listened to podcast episode. And episode 103, which basically talks about I teach you practical steps to avoid over and overcome temptation. Actually, avoiding, confronting, and overcoming temptation. That's the part of the title. So if you want to check those out. But temptation is real sister and that's where it starts all right so the next scripture is found in revelations 2 verse 4 through 5 and it says but i have this against you that you have abandoned the love you had at first remember therefore where you have fallen repent and do the works you did at first if not i will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent okay this is this is talking to the churches jesus talking to the church one of the churches uh, one of the churches i don't remember which one i'll be honest with you but he was talking to one of the churches and he basically was like repent remember where you have fallen from okay so this is something that is going to help you. I take time, usually at least at least once a month, to specifically in my prayer, remember, like literally take time to remember where I'm falling from. Like take time to picture my life before I repented, before my repentance, before I came back to Jesus, because praise God, good news is that I did repent. Jesus opened up my eyes. Holy Spirit came back strongly after I started reading the scriptures again, repented my heart. Holy Spirit was loud and clear. I finally was able to hear it. I was grieving the Holy Spirit for pretty much two. Well, I, I had left God for four years and two full years of full on like living a sinful life after the divorce. And it was just not good. <laughs> um, I was grieving the Holy Spirit. But I remember... God opened my eyes through a conversation I had with a friend and just I was like, oh my gosh, like where, how far have I fallen? And I immediately got on my knees and I cried, I cried, I cried, I cried asking God for forgiveness. I knew in my heart he had already forgiven me because he already forgave you, sister. He had already forgiven me, but I just had to say, I'm sorry. And I wanted to come back to him and I want to come back to church and to the beautiful place that was church and the brothers and sisters who were a haven for me that how could I live this horrible life that I was living like the pigsty that that um, the prodigal son, like like living in a pigsty, like living in a worldly life, losing so much of my morals and values and just my just everything, almost pretty much my identity in Christ. I lost it in my heart. And I remember repenting and I immediately opened my Bible and I was talking to my sister at the time and I was like, oh, my gosh, like I just 
this is what happened. I started turning to the Gospels. I immediately started reading the Bible. And I just started feeling so refreshed and so filled in again because it was like my sin, my that empty house was being filled in by instead of the devil, instead of the lies, by truth. And that was the most amazing day, one of the most amazing days of my life, aside from the day I made Jesus Lord and was baptized, okay? So I remember that. So Jesus says, remember where you have fallen and repent and then do the works you did at first. Like, don't get lukewarm. Go back. You can do it, okay? All right, Second Corinthians, last scripture, Second Corinthians 7, verse 11 says, see, this is Paul talking to the Corinthian church, which has at that point repented. So he's he's happy and he's like, you know, lifting them up. And he's saying, see what this godly sorrow has produced in you. What earnestness, what eagerness to clear yourselves, what indignation, what alarm, what longing, what concern. And you can go on and on and read more of that. It's an amazing scripture. What readiness to see justice done. It says, at every point, you have proved yourselves to be innocent at this matter. So keep reading that scripture. It's amazing. But th that's the part I wanted to highlight because godly sorrow will produce in you an earnestness to clear yourselves and indignation. You know, when I read that word, tears come to my eyes because an indignation and alarm is like when you're indignant and you're in alarm, you're like, oh, no, this is horrible. I hate my sin. You know, God never hates you ever. He hates sin. He hates the devil. Okay, because the devil is a liar. He hates the sin of our, in our lives. Hate the sin in your life. Get to that point. And you're like indignant. And you're like, how am I being so lukewarm? How am I just ignoring the word of God? Like, how am I just separating myself from other people? Maybe whatever it is, you name it, fill in the blank. How are you separate? How is your sin, not you, how is your sin separating you from God? Ask yourself that, that sister. And I want to give you a call right now to come back to the word, come back to God. You know, the first thing you have to do in what my experience is go back if you have stopped going to church go back to that church community that helped you if it was a healthy church community go there if not find a healthy church community find the people that love each other that have actual discipling relationship maybe that you know that they have small groups that's my advice to you that they actually are into each other's lives like like it is with my church i'm so happy and grateful for it it's just an amazing amazing church and i know there are some great ones out there and if maybe you've been a part of it and you're separated yourself from it, or maybe not, maybe you're just in a great place, but you are like, you're going to church and everything like that. But in your personal relationship with God through the scriptures, you haven't been great at it. Maybe you've been kind of like eh, lukewarm about it. You know, my last podcast episode, we talked about how you view the word of God and those statistics that I talked about. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it, sister. They're alarming. But I didn't make that episode to, to make anybody feel bad. These are literally real statistics about how Americans, especially specifically Americans, are are not reading their Bibles, are not having the Bible number one in their lives. And this is so important. Creating a Bible study routine is the first step. Well, actually, it's it's what you need to do. But the very first step is making that time. And sister, I'm going to help you make that time. Trust me, I got resources for you. I'm ready to help you take back your time with God. Tell the enemy you're no longer, I'm no longer listening to your lies, that I can't do it, that I'm too busy, that this and that. That is over, sister. That is done. 
you are done. I know you're done listening to those lies and you are ready. You are ready to come back and to have an awesome relationship with God by putting, by um, having an amazing Bible routine that will deeply connect you to your father. And when you're deeply connected to your father, your most important relationship, sister, nothing can separate you ever. And nothing will ever separate you. And no matter what, we know that nothing will ever separate us from the love of God, no matter what, even if we are in sin, because God still loves you, but he wants you back. All right, sister, that is my encouragement to you. That is the episode for today. So I want to end the podcast by reading another review by actually by Danielle from Plan Goal, Goal Plan from the Plan Goal Plan podcast. Danielle, thank you so much for your review. It's called Rest in God. She gave me five stars. Thank you so much. Danielle. And she says, I needed the episode about resting in God. I've been sick, but struggling to rest. This reminded me why rest is important for my body and soul. Rosie is so encouraging and understanding. I'm grateful I stumbled upon this podcast. Thank you again, sister, for that review. And if you're curious about that episode about resting in God, that is found in episode 113. All right, sister, I love you so much. I hope to see you in the community, the Intentional Christian Woman. Remember, that is where all this amazing sisterhood and fellowship is found that we have. I love our prayer chat that we have going on. If you need prayer, sister, I invite you to join the group also for prayer. Every week I check in and make sure and ask, hey, what else can I pray for? And I love the sisters there that are always like praying for one another. Thank you so much, my sisters, for being so involved in that community. All right, my sister, I love you and I will see you in the next one. Hey, sister, did this episode encourage or bless you in some way? Well, if it did, then I invite you to share it with a friend. Also, I want to invite you to join me in my free online Facebook community called The Intentional Christian Woman. There is an amazing sisterhood that is growing, that encourages each other, that prays for one another, and I really want to connect with you there. Lastly, sister, if you haven't done so, I would invite you to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the way that I know this show is blessing you. Sister, once again, thank you for joining me today. I love you. Know that you're on my heart and I'm praying for you. And I will see you in the next one.